This is Reggie ATL Sports Talk with Eugene Morgan coming to you from the lovely city of Atlanta here via iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify. Eugene, we're going to have an NBA show as we do every week during the NBA. And we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, probably until we'll probably be talking about this subject for a very long time. I think it's going to be a year. It's going to be an ongoing to, yep. weekly update on Trey Young <laughs> and Luka Doncic. And this particular year, because it's their first year, it's a rookie of the year race here. So I had told you the things that I've been hearing through Luca, and I will, I will send you text messages when I hear them because they infuriate me <laughs> because I've heard things on different occasions where people say things. Let me just tell you some, a few of the things that I've heard on sports, the talking heads on sports shows. Okay. Say. They say stuff like Luka Doncic is not just rookie of the year this year. He's rookie of the year the last three years. They say stuff like (laughs) over the next 10 to 15 years, Luka Doncic will be competing for MVP almost every year. Okay. Cowherd, I wanted to say, was it Cowherd? No, it wasn't Cowherd. It was Nick Wright. Nick Wright was on Cowherd. And and I don't have any negative opinions about Nick Wright. You know, there's not really many talking heads I just actively dislike. He just, he's he's just a constant um, sports center update. I'm going to tell you about the Knicks blah 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 when i come next when we come out of commercial break he's like he's a constant <laughs> tease person you know he's Luka just telling that journalist yeah, situation man i'm gonna you know? tell you what kind of what shoes luca donches wears why he shoots three pointers you know those stupid things is like okay why am i listening to you okay well, sorry he's, <laughs> what did he say about luca donches because i text you about it okay he said that there have been a few players not missed players that he's seen kind of come out of the draft and the last this is post LeBron mm-hmm. and one was Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, guaranteed hit guaranteed um, MVP contender, guaranteed great player, right? Uh, borderline hall of famer coming out of draft. Yeah. So Anthony Davis, right? Zion Williamson, who's co- in the upcoming draft coming up. Yeah. I can, I won't disagree with that at all. And Luka Doncic. Okay. So, you know, maybe he's wrong, maybe he's right. I don't know. I, I, I like Nick Wright myself. I don't really have any issues with him. But it does pain me to hear people say great stuff about Luka Doncic. He's a great player. Yeah. But it pains me that he was in our grasp. Like, we had oh, him here in right. Atlanta. We had him. We did. And um, we just uh, gave it away. But you have restored hope, my friend. With your stats that you have brought to me today. Yes, I mean. So let's go over those yes, a little bit. Look at, look at Trey Young's stats. Go ahead. In the 18 games since returning from the All-Star break, Young has shot 45% from the floor and 38.8% from behind the arc while shooting at a prolific cap, a clip. Says he has nine of his 24 double-doubles over the same span, including four straight in late March. Now, since the All-Star break, I'll tell you that he is... Uh, Came on pretty heavy. Yes. Pretty heavy. And these numbers are probably a lot closer if if he had started off as good as he has been since the All-Star. Right. Right? He started off kind of abysmal and then right. not really abysmal, but not, not great. 
by any stretch of the imagination. Like well, he's kind of getting his legs. Yeah, I mean, the Summer League didn't, I mean, he looked awful in Summer League, but I mean, it just goes to show that Summer League is not a, um, is not a it's good not sample an size. I think Alonzo Ball was like Summer League MVP. Yeah, absolutely. So I never look at Summer League and, go and judge a player. And again, he did come out and have a rough start. I think it, I, I want to say a lot of that was the whole Steph Curry comparison. Maybe he's trying to live up that a little too much. Mm-hmm. But well, that's a lot of pressure. But to have to you can see to. from the 60 game mark, he's figuring he's starting to figure it out. He is. He is. And I see here he's averaging 25.8 points per game. Yep. Nine assists and four rebounds per game since, since the All-Star, All-Star break. break. Hmm. So that's, you're making a pretty strong case here. You also say that uh, he joined LeBron James and Michael Jordan as just the third rookie to notch 40 plus points and 10 plus assists in a single game 49 and 16 i think we did we win that game i think we lost we, that game. i can't remember if we won or lost that game but yeah he's, um it was an over an ot game so where do you put this now okay so right now there's their stats are kind of mirroring each other right there's their shooting percentage their points per game they're kind of like in the same hemisphere now it's not like lucas here and trey was here at the beginning of the year they're kind of mirroring each other so my only thing so just watching the two of them play is a i i know trey's young i want him to stop to you know there's always like that trey is young he is young right but i want him to stop taking those five to seven bad shots from like half court, like what is a bad shot for him? Because well, he seems to be able to just to, hitting well, them from everywhere. He does. I mean, I'm talking about the ones where he's taking them out, not in the flow of the game. Well, he'll just come out and just come down, and there's 20 seconds left on the shot clock, and he shoots no, it. Ro- no ball rotation. No ball rotation. So you know, it's the same thing with Russell Westbrook. He does the same thing. It's like Russell, if you would take away those five to seven shots, those bad shots the game, because sometimes he'll just shoot him like, Russell, why are you doing that? You know, because when you got such immense talent, yeah, you tend to feel like, yeah, it's going in. It's going in. Right. My only thing is, is with watching them two, watching the two of them play. Is that with Trey young? And it, there's a difference. The, when he's not, there's a difference when Luke is not on the field, I'm sorry, on, on the court versus versus Trey. I've seen them make comebacks with Trey Young on the on the bench. So being the Hawks, the overall team. Mm-hmm. So so that doesn't bode well for his. That, so that's my only, if I had to say why I would lean more giving it to Luca is on that eyeball test is when Luca is in that game, he's affecting it some kind of way. And not saying Trey doesn't, but it's a different kind of effect. Like I remember was watching the Boston Celtics game a few weeks ago and Trey Young was on the bench and they were making the comeback without, without Trey Young in that ball game. When Luke is in and when he's out of that ball game, it's an impact. Like it's, it matters. I'm not saying it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that same impact when Trey Young is not in that game. Have you, have you watched that? Have you seen that? That's where I get it. I mean, I, I definitely get the, that Trey Young is when, when I see Trey Young on the court, I feel like he is, taking up a lot of oxygen in the room because he's far away the person that's being paid attention to mm-hmm. on on the team. I don't really watch a ton of Hawks games, so I don't know overall how much of an impact he's having, a team impact he's having. Yeah. It, even when you hear these headlines, I'm hearing Trey Young headlines. I'm not hearing it, Hawks headlines. I'm not sure if you've noticed. Like You'll hear yeah. the Hawk, the Trey Young headlines versus the Hawks headlines. Versus When you're thinking, looking at the Luka Doncic situation, you still will hear about the Mavs, the team as well, 
and Aluka. And I'm not sure if that's just because Dirk is still on the team as well. And you got another kind of star there yeah. that's still kind of residing on the team. They're still doing the the fail, farewell tour with him as well. So so that might be one of the reasons because the, the Atlanta doesn't really have a player like that on, their, um, on their squad. I do like I, I like the case that you made here for Trey. But you also make a very interesting case for Luca. Now, when you said that uh, before the All-Star break, he was runaway, it's an he, understatement. He was a runaway. <laughs> if, it, if you look at that before, wow, you would just, if you stopped it before the All-Star break, it's hand downs. No, there's no doubt. I mean, that's, again, and then another thing with Trey is he obviously, he needs to probably, you know, hit the gym probably in the summertime, but he gets manhandle when if 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 he's going against a, a bigger guard which I mean, he's gonna it's gonna be that he's way. got the bulk up a bit a little bit because i don't know if you watched any of the philly game but he when butler was was uh posting him up it wasn't even, it was just like a, a fly bouncing out butler at that point you know he just he just was taking him down and there's just that so again that's gonna be we won that game though right we did but i'm just saying there's there's those things that are are, are gonna be a factor too well, I see he said that um, before the All-Star break, Luka Doncic was averaging 20.7 points per game, 43% shooting compared to Young 16.9, 16.9 points uh-huh. on 40.6%. Beyond the arc numbers were what was most depressing about me in the beginning because when Doncic was shooting a higher Three point percentage. I think we talked about this on a different show, uh-huh. but we'll go over the percentage here again. Thirty six point eight percent from deep, while Young was shooting nineteen point eight percent from mm-hmm. deep, and Young had turned the ball over sixty seven times compared to Doncic's forty three times. Those were things that were depressing me, only because if nothing else, a Trey Young you would think would be able to shoot it at a higher percentage from perimeter from the perimeter right. and uh facilitate better. Like that was what his thing was. He was right. a great facilitator in, mm-hmm. in college and that's something that translates to the NBA game. If you have a player that's a great facilitator in college, they can usually be a great facilitator in the pros. Right. So seeing that was definitely kind of depressing and they also here for Doncic, he's the fourth NBA his uh rookie, fourth rookie in NBA history to have at least seven triple doubles, including Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons. Wow, who had 12 a year ago. Yeah. These are all great lists to be on and once again depressing me. <laughs> but like again, how you were talking about his vision. Like his vision has gotten for or for about Trey. His vision has gotten so much better. Like that that combo between him and John Collins is just amazing. That that alley combo that they they figured out. Um his passing, like I said, you're he's starting to Trey's starting to throw passes and you're like going before he throws the ball, like who's he throwing it to? Then boom, there's somebody sitting right there, like Bazemore right there in the right. wing waiting to shoot the ball. His shot, his shot selection has gotten better too. Like again, he just takes away those. I like his heart. I'll yeah. tell you that. He's got the heart. He's not scared to put it up. No, take away those five to seven bad shots and do more of a again on the flow. Cause you, you're the, even Steph Curry, like he he has probably those he has those bad shots, but then he goes back to getting the flow of the game, right? Right, and, and, and I think Curry that's what Trey takes doing. some very high high percentage shots to go along with those perimeter shots, and those perimeter shots just happen to be high percentage shots for a player like Steph Curry, but he could take you inside or outside. Um, I see here that Doncic is averaging twenty two point eight points per game, nine point four rebounds, and seven assists. 
but a shooting percentage down to 39% in March. Do you think he's still a foregone conclusion to be the rookie of the year? I still, like I said, that that's my only thing. There's a difference when they're in the, that's if I had to make the case for, for dot Luca is it's a different game when he's out of the game. It's different. The team, they need him in that game all the time. We don't need Trey in there all the time. That's the difference. And if I had to buy the eyeball test, like I've seen them make comebacks without Trey young on the, on the court. I have not seen yet. See Dallas make a comeback without Luca on the court. And uh, it's just a different, it, the game flows differently with Luca in the, on the court versus when Trey's on the, you know, it, it's, it's a different kind of flow. Luca's a step a little higher, in my opinion of, of, of young, not saying young, it will get there at some point, mm-hmm. but if I did, like I said, I'm going by just the eyeball test. It, it's a look at me. looks like the rookie of the year. And Trey looks like the runner up. Okay. So definitely two man race. Yes. Then kind of like our MVP race, yes. two man race here. And you have Luca being rookie of the year over Trey young. If anything, I would, if I could just take Trey's numbers post all-star break, then I would be able to make a better case for him. But Luca has been a model of consistency, even if his percentages are dropping, you know, certain percentages are dropping. He's just been a consistent, great player from the moment he started to now. Yeah. So I think that that's going to bode well for him when it comes to the rookie of the year situation. And I feel like he's going to get that. So let's move on to the playoffs here. We have some in and I don't know if these are very interesting cases. I was going to say we have some very interesting cases, but Golden State's probably going to win. (laughs) But let's just talk about it here for a while. Sure. So you have um, or not you have, but Milwaukee's got the top record in the NBA. I don't know if that's going to change. That's at 59 and 21 at the time of this recording. And Golden State would have the third record at 55 and 24 with Toronto having a second best record, 56 and 24. Do you think that Golden State has a chance? Well, Golden State, I don't think they can catch Milwaukee. There's not enough games left to catch Milwaukee. It doesn't look like. No. But they can catch Toronto if they wanted to try to have home court and Toronto happens to handle business and get through to the finals. Do you think that does it really matter? Oh, for home court advantage? Mm, does it matter at all mm, if, if Milwaukee know. has home, if, if Toronto has home I court advantage or not? I don't think it matters. I don't know if I had their home court or their, or their home record. No, nah, I don't think it matters. I don't, I didn't print that up, but no, I, I don't think that matters in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's, I mean, their home is 31 and nine. It's here. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. 31 and 9. Okay. So Golden State's actually, I'm sorry. Golden State's home is 29 and 11, and their away is 26 and 13. Again, does not matter. Doesn't matter. So they go, <laughs> right. Yeah. The only, the only team I know that has a glaring road record is the, is the Spurs, and they're, they're horrible on the road. Yeah. 15 and 25. Yeah. And 31 and 9 at home. Yeah. Don't lose home games. And the Warriors are about the same. They're about the same here. 29 and 11 at home, 26 and 13 away. Two to three game stretches there. It's not crazy. Um, Milwaukee, on the other hand, 32 and 7 at home, 27 and 14 away. Toronto, 31 and 9, 25 and 15. A little bit different. So you look at this and you come to the same conclusion. Golden State is probably going to win another championship. <laughs> I can't seem to get away from it, man. Okay. Like there's not really much parity in basketball 
because of only one player to me, Eugene. That player's name is Kevin Durant. I ranted about Kevin Durant before. Uh huh. I'm probably going to keep ranting about him because I think he's a great, great, great player. Mm-hmm. And when you have him on your team, a great team that, that plays the game the right way, that Golden State gets great ball movement. They have a lot. Think about all the superstars that you have on that team that you have to try to satisfy everybody, right? Right. And there'll be a, a lot harder. Or it would be a lot harder for other teams to pull this off. But Golden State pulls this off pretty well, being able to keep everybody happy because the ball moves. Clay's getting his shots. Steph's getting his shots. Katie's getting his shots. And Draymond's doing his thing. Even Boogie Cousins can come can come off the bench or something and have 20 points. Did you watch, speaking of, did you watch them play Denver when they just dismantled them? It led me to the same thing. Yeah, I mean. Like, are they really contenders? You know, Boogie was just manhandling. uh, What's his name? Um, Jokic. Jokic, thank you. I almost said Luca. I was like, no, because I wear still have Luca in my mind. But uh, yeah, he was manhandling him. Like, it was like straight street ball. I'm going to take you down on the post. You can't stop me. I don't care how tall you are. Right. You can't. Yeah. He was just manhandling him. It's, I wouldn't say it's depressing because I think that you do need, everybody needs, like every league needs a foil, like the Yankees, you know, the Patriots in, in in NFL, every, every league, it's good to have that team because what's going to happen is even when they come into your city, you know, they can, it can sell out games around the country because okay. people are looking for you just to get beat. Kind of the Floyd situation. You you pay for a Floyd match. You want to see him get beat. See right. if anybody can at least try to beat him. Right. So with Golden State, that portion is awesome, right? You, you have a team that's as good as Golden State. They come into your city. Maybe you get a W tonight. Maybe you don't. Right. Where it comes down to for me is it's hard to beat a team like this four times. Right. When you have seven game series. So as you see in March Madness, the best teams aren't always going to be the teams that finish because these right. are one and done games. Any given look at the NBA, you can have nights where Golden State gets beat by a horrible team. You can have nights the Suns are a horrible team, but they don't lose every single game. Right. You know, so if these were one and dones, maybe there's a little bit more. I want to say parity. Maybe there's a little bit more variety in the winners here at the end. Like maybe you see a. This winner this year, this winner the next year, this winner the next year. That's right. what makes the Patriots such a great team because they're playing the Super Bowl, which is a one and done game, and they're winning over and over again. It's extremely hard to do. Right. Cool. Do you want to do predictions for the for the playoffs? Yeah. What do you What do you got? Hey, what well, you need your? Can I borrow your pen so I can mm-hmm. make the little? Because so I, I have because well, you got Golden that. State, and I pretty much just you know. Well, let's start with we'll start with the East. All right. So let's let's say okay. So we've got Milwaukee versus Detroit. Do we think any? Do we think Detroit is going to have a chance? And again, these are out early. No. Okay, so we're going to go. I'm going to go Milwaukee. Milwaukee all the way. Okay, perfect. That's kind of where I'm like. Um, you've got Brooklyn versus. Or I'm sorry, not Brooklyn. My apologies. Boston versus Indiana. Man, that's that's not as easy. It's not easiest pick, but I would have to go Boston because of no Oladipo, right? Oladipo's out for no the rest Oladipo, of the year. No Oladipo, and I've been watching, so I know I was on my little bandwagon with them last time with uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. I watched them play the last couple of times. I like I've come around your your thought process. Looks like if you look at the re- overall record after they left when Oladipo got injured, they were it was kind of fascinating. They were still winning, but they were still they're still losing to 
they had a winning record, but their record is not. If you really break it down, they still had a losing record against like top tier teams. Yeah, winning teams. Winning and, teams. and that's a good telling stat. Right. So I'm thinking I'm going to go with you on the with that one as well. I'm going to go with Boston. I'm, okay. I might regret that. I might go, okay, you know, maybe that, you know, Indiana might pull it out, but I'm, I'm sticking with that. So Philadelphia versus Philly. Brooklyn. Yeah. I believe in, let me, I believe in stars when it comes down to the playoffs. Oh, I man. do too. I believe in stars. And then as you get further into the playoffs, your depth on your bench and your role players are going to need to step up as you go into the, the further rounds. Right. The Lakers are probably kicking themselves for getting, letting D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell go. <laughs> I feel like they are, but the Angela Russell had to go for several different reasons. Like they was toxic in the locker room. You know, right. there was issues that happened and sometimes a change of scenery is good for a player. All right. So then it goes Toronto, Orlando. I don't really think we can have to discuss that one. I'm just right, going to put go Toronto. Toronto. Let's go ahead and put that down. All right. So second round gets a little interesting though. Mm-hmm. So then you've got Milwaukee versus Boston. Milwaukee. You still, you, you don't think Boston can, can figure it out. They haven't figured it out all, all year, right? I, this is a, a and we'll definitely revisit this as the, the playoffs progress. But I would say that it would not surprise me. So if Detroit was to beat Milwaukee, complete surprise, right? Yeah, complete surprise. If Boston beats Milwaukee, even though I'm I'm going to pick Milwaukee, it's not a complete surprise. Right. Not at all. Because Brogdon's out for Milwaukee. I do like Budenholzer. I liked him when he was here in Atlanta. Um, So I'm kind of just saying that Budenholzer and Giannis will get you through. Gotcha. Then but we, Boston does have Kyrie, and if they if they decide to turn it on, that's why I have to see the first series. I yeah. have to see how they're playing. And they have how they that's how a, they're playing going into the playoffs. If they turn it on, I believe that teams can flip a switch because some coaches I've seen on some of these talk shows say they don't believe that switches can be flipped. Right. I believe teams over long seasons get bored. Right. Golden State Warriors. Do, yeah. Over and so what ends up happening is. Now it's time to play type situation. Now you switch it on because you've gotten through. You know it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to go to the to the uh, playoffs. Right now that you're here, everything ratchets up a bit. And I believe that if Boston turns that on during the first series, I believe Boston's a better team than Milwaukee. I honestly do. In general, like total team. I don't know. They've Boston doesn't have a player talent. better than Giannis. Yeah. But as a team, as totally a t- tell more talent. Right. They're, they're a better team, in my opinion, than Milwaukee. So me picking Milwaukee over them is just kind of like in the moment. Right. However, if they turn it on during the first series versus Indiana, then I'm going to yeah. look into that. And that's how I feel. It's like, I'm the same way. They've been so Jekyll and Hyde this season. I'm, I would rather pick, you know, Milwaukee has played consistent, consistent all year. Right. Then we've got, I think another interesting second round matchup would be Philadelphia versus Toronto. Hmm. You know, what's funny is I feel the exact same way that I feel about Boston when it comes to Philly. When I look at Philly, there's no reason why they shouldn't be favorited here, in my opinion, because they got a a good, solid team. And Toronto is a team that Toronto reminds me of the Colts when Peyton Manning was there. Great regular season team that doesn't seem to be able to pull it off in the playoffs. Hmm. You know, I kind of had that feeling about Milwaukee, but you're going to say you want to go Philly on this one. Oh, no, I really I can't, man, because it's I would have to go Toronto here. Okay, me too. But it's the same situation. If Philly turns it on, I believe I like the team. I like Philly's team better, but there's no Kawhi on Philly. Right. Even though Ben Simmons and Joel Joel Embiid are a beastly status and and Embiid can beast. 
he can go into beast mode. So if Embiid goes into beast mode here, the first the first round, and he stays in that shape, I can see Philly getting past Toronto. I'm just gonna have a hard time picking against Toronto because they've proven up to this point that they've been able to do it. They've been able to make strides each season to get to that next round. Okay, so that gets us Milwaukee, Toronto. Who's who's going to the who's representing the East in the NBA Finals? Gotta go with Toronto. Me too. Wow, we are we are total agreement. I didn't have to make any extra notes. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to go with Toronto because I think that Toronto. They've been knocking the door for a very, very long time. LeBron's finally gone out of the East. He was pretty much the only person keeping you from going to the finals. And you got Kawhi added. I like Giannis and I I like Budenholzer also, but I don't think that it would be enough to get past Toronto. I think Toronto's a better team, in my opinion. I completely agree. All right, let's do the West. Obviously, this will be easier. On yeah, the other we side. Work, let's work backwards from you want to work State. backwards. We can go from backwards. Okay, <laughs> we can go backwards. So you've got Denver versus OKC. Okay, so then let's go with. Mm, I like OKC better, man, but I have to go Denver as for, for your model of consistency situation. So this is where we're going to differ. I'm going to pick. I just I think Denver is the. Is the Colts in there? Is they're they're the Colts in this scenario? Yeah, and I and I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is some fool's goal here with Denver. No pun intended here, but uh, it might be fool's goal because the OKC's got the stars, and that's what, in my opinion, what you need in NBA. In the NBA, you need these stars, right? So i I can see I can see that changing. Okay. When well, then we got I think it's Houston. an interesting story, but I think Houston over LA Los Angeles Clippers. Houston. Me too. I, that's I don't I mean they're gonna be fun to watch. I have Houston in the Western Conference Finals, as a matter of fact. We can go ahead and put that down. Okay. Then Utah versus Portland. No, oh, snoozer of a series for me personally. I know I was kinda hoping that would be more like the I was hoping Portland would play OKC because I was hoping that'd be a little more fun. But I'm gonna um, you go to Portland for this yes, one? Portland. I think we already I don't trust Utah. I think we already know that Golden State's going to yeah. take care of business yeah. against San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So then, so then you've got between Denver and OKC, we got two different picks versus that be versus Houston. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. I think Houston is going to. Is yeah, gonna it's going to be Houston, Golden State, Golden State going to the finals. Houston, in my opinion, then Golden State. Mm-hmm. You don't think there's any chance Houston can beat Golden State? A chance, absolutely. A chance, but <laughs> a chance. I would say there, there is. There's a chance. It's a puncher's chance. But the thing about a puncher's chance is puncher chances aren't as valid when you're dealing with seven game series. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe you knock them out a game. Maybe even knock them out two. But winning four, if Kevin Durant is playing at top of his game. Yeah. And um, well, remember, Houston did take him seven games last year. They did. And a lot of people were like, if Chris Paul didn't get injured, you hear that over and over and over again. But I don't I, I just have to see it, Eugene. Like, I have to see it. Yeah. It's good to say it. Right. It's good to be like, well, you know, if if, if this had happened and the ball had bounced this way, this is what would have happened. And all right, that's fine. Oh, it's all good and well. But Golden State has been a model of consistency the last two or three, four years. Yeah. Or so they're just I need to see somebody beat them before I would ever pick a team to beat them. So we're in complete agreement, except the first round series between Denver and Oakland. OKC, mm-hmm. but who again, doesn't really matter. And I don't feel great about that either, by the yeah. way, like but, that's not something I feel great about. I have Denver going ahead because they've been consistent throughout the year. Right. But I don't, 
all the way trust that. But the overall, OKC's both, got the stars. We both pick Golden State, though. That's oh, hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this it was a fun, a fun little exercise here. Yeah. But I think it's definitely going to be Golden State, and it will be interesting to see a team from the East give Golden State a run. I think that team, in my opinion, will be Toronto. I think Toronto can give them the best run. Kawhi's been there before. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a chance, and Kawhi did it against. Remember that LeBron team? Now, of course, there's no Tim Duncan on Toronto right now either. No, you know? but the cool thing about Toronto is they can run out different lineups. That's the really cool thing. That's why I think the that's why I think they'll be able to battle versus Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks is they can just run different lineups. You can, they can go small ball, they can go big ball on you. They they've got some they've got talented guys in that on that lineup on that team. I agree. So let's close the show out here with our MVP race. Yes. We have a two-man race now. I think Paul George is about out of this. Yeah, injury shoulder. I think it's definitely taking him out of it. I agree. So we have Harden and Giannis. Who do you have? Oh, man. It's, well, let's go over it's the stats. A, it's a, fun, it's it's a stats. fun discussion. Giannis, 27.4 points per game, 12.6 boards, rebounds, six assists per game. Uh, 644 true shooting percentage. Harden, 36.4 points per game, Beasley. 6.4 rebounds, 7.5 assists, and uh, 613 true shooting percentage. What are your thoughts? I always like to have it spread out, right, the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was trying to make a case. Well, I'd really like, you know, i really like to see Giannis win it. But then I'm like looking at, I've pulled up and I think I have in your paper is I'm looking at his MVP stats from last year. It's like, how do you get better? You know, Harden, he averaged 30 points game last year, mm-hmm. right? Now he's averaging 36. That puts him in, in like the Wilt Chamberlain, the Michael Jordan conversation. Like be what top 10, right? Yeah. If he averages, if it, if it averaged, if he stopped today, he would rate me Nate right number seven of all time players to average that in a game. Right. I mean, that's insane. You're in Kobe Bryant. You're in that Rick Barry. You're in the Will Chamberlain conversation. I mean, look, Kareem never, he only, no disrespect, but he only made 11 on this list. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, you're getting above the those 71, guys. 72. I think he was with the bucks. Then. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's a, I feel like either one of those guys, it's great. Right. So the only thing is if you take Giannis out of that team, they're not a 50 plus win team. No. Right? No. And I still feel the same way with um, the Rockets. They're not a number three seed. Right? Right. But do they're still, I think they're still both playoff teams. So we can pretty much, we can probably both agree on that. Right? Yeah. And that's partly due, partly due to the futility of the East. Yeah. That too. <laughs> that you can too. Be, Orlando's still Orlando's, a playoff team is in Orlando the East. Orlando is going to be with a 42 and more, 41 and 41 record probably. Right? right. Pushing 500. Pushing 500. So... To me, I've just been more impressed with with the whole the whole Harden thing. With when J, with Chris Paul was out injured, he just kind of put that team on his back, kept them afloat. You know, they were in that fourth or fifth seed mm-hmm. all year, and now he's gonna now they're gonna be the number three seed going in the playoffs. I, that's just more impressive to me. Okay, and to, to I don't know, it's like okay, you you had an MVP year. How do you do it? You just come out and dominate the next year. I mean, that is just it's pretty impressive. It is impressive. I'm not. I'm not um, hurt if either one win. Let's really? just say this. So you I, don't have any skin in the game here, as far as I, your personal. Well, preference. I do. I am wearing the Giannis shirt. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna say I've I am, never I, seen you wear a Harden shirt. 
I don't have one. I need to get. I need to add that to the list. Okay. I need to add I've that definitely to seen the Giannis. The Giannis shirt that you're rocking right now. Yeah, Giannis. So okay, is that your pick right there? I'm gonna pick Giannis. I'm gonna pick Giannis. <laughs> you know, I just totally just made my whole case for James Harden. Right. You made a very good case I for did. James Harden. And then I you did. Went the other I direction. Think, you know, winning, being number, being the number one seed in the East. I think they're gonna look at that. Hey, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think it's going to be hard for James Harden to not win this again. I mean, it's an understatement of the year saying that he has a shot at winning the MVP. Is the MVP is done after the season, right? They do it after the season? Yes. So then we're going to have to see what happens in the playoffs, man. It's going to happen. Like a lot of, here's what a lot of people say about the MVP race, and this is across leagues. It's a regular season award. Right. Right. It's a regular season award. However, I think we're fooling ourselves to say that people don't consider your postseason performance. If the Bucks go one and done, let's say they get beat first round. Okay. And then the Rockets go to the Western Conference Finals and James Harden is still w- keeping up these averages. I think he's going to win. Yeah. And yeah. I would say the opposite if it was flipped. If Giannis was keeping up these averages and makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals, and then somehow the Rockets are out of it first, second round, how do you not give it to Giannis? How do you not give it to him at that point? Right now, if I had to make the decision today, I would pick Harden. I pick Harden today. But I will have to see what they do. Not just meaning how far the teams get, right. but meaning what they what each of these players actually contributes to their team. Because I'm of the belief that if you take either one off their teams, they're not great. Neither one of these teams are great. Chris no. Paul is still on. The difference is Chris Paul's on Houston. Yeah. Which is a major difference, by the way. But that's the only difference I see is Chris Paul's on Houston. So I don't know if I should penalize James Harden for that just because... Giannis doesn't have another great marquee player on his team, no. you know, and, and that's kind of like I where know, you would have to penalize yeah. Harden for that and say, well, Chris Paul's on your team, so we have to overlook you averaging damn near 40 points per game. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, uh, I know you can make the case for both. It's just, it's like you said, you take away Giannis at that team is a totally different team, right? And then you watch when he, when Harden was carrying that team on his back every night, it was like, right. when he was averaging those 40 points a game, like, Dude, it's just like, it was just, it was, it was a fun thing to watch. And Giannis is just, he's just a freak. Freak and double-double machine. Yeah. So. I will give it to Harden now. But as we do more shows getting closer into the playoffs and throughout the playoffs, I'm going to have to reserve my full pick until it is done. At least once we get to the finals. Yeah. The, the conference finals. Let's see you know? who's in the conference finals. I and agree. then I'll be able to, if when both teams, because I think we both have both teams going to the conference finals. We do. When we get there, then we'll see. Because I'm not going to penalize Harden for losing the Golden Stakes. I think Golden State will beat anybody. Right. So I'm not going to penalize them for that. But if they're both in the conference finals, I'm like, I want to see if they elevate their level of play at that point. Right. And see how how the how it gets done. I agree. Let's let's. So right now you've got Harden. And I've got, got Harden right now, and you've got Giannis right yep. now, right? Yep. All right. Well, we'll definitely come back and expand on that a little bit later. This is Reggie ATL Sports Talk with Eugene Morton. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and iTunes. See you later.